When the Cincinnati Bengals lost the Super Bowl, everyone, you know, in the AFC North might have, you know, take a, take a sigh of relief, might have thought like, oh, man, at least they didn't get one. But there's also people dreading the next five to ten years that they'll have Joe Burrow, maybe Jamar Chase, and a group that already got a taste of what the Super Bowl is like. So with them being the reigning AFC North champions heading into the 2022 season, how do the Steelers combat them? I want to talk with someone who was at the Super Bowl, and that's our Friday our Friday guest, Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. We're going to break down you know, what her experiences were at the Super Bowl, her thoughts on the Bengals, my thoughts on the Bengals, and how the Steelers can best combat them over the next, the next several years, and why maybe some of those answers are already on the team. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers Podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to subscribe to our daily content here on YouTube. If you want to help out the show even further, give us a five-star rating with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a shout-out at the end of the show. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Joining me, as always, on Fridays is our wonderful Jenna Harner, who's fresh back from LA and the West Coast as she was in the Super Bowl. Jenna, how you doing? How was your trip? Chris, I'm wonderful. I'm uh, slowly adjusting back to East Coast time. I don't know if you can tell these bags under my eyes were like oh, stop it. getting back into the uh, regular schedule here. But uh, it was uh, just a phenomenal trip. It was so much hard work. I want to give a shout out to everybody that I worked with, everybody that we got to talk to throughout the week. It was just incredible. And then, of course, like, the game was like covering a Super Bowl was one of the most surreal experiences ever. So I don't really think it's hit me yet, but my goodness, phenomenal game, at least, you know, to start off and there are some explosive plays and then just the halftime show, I could go on and on and on, but it was, it was a really awesome experience. No doubt about that. Well, I, wanted, I wanted to ask, what could you see at the halftime show when you were, when you were in the stadium? Like, you know, how did you, how, what did you, what did you see of all that? Did you get to see 50 cent hanging down from the ceiling? <laughs> I did. I did. It was crazy because the two guys next to me, one of them was a reporter from, um, Indy and another one was a reporter from New York City um, and they were there doing live shots like insanely for their um, for Nextar but we're sitting there and all of a sudden all three of us are like oh my god 50 cent is here he actually did it and then you just see him do the pull up off and I'm like oh my this is everything this is everything. Incredible. Well, hate it or love it, the Bengals were able to get to the Super Bowl, and they are going to be a formidable, um, a, a formidable opponent for the for the next few years to come. But there's a lot of people out here, Jenna, saying that the Steelers and everyone else is doomed because the Bengals have already gotten to the Super Bowl. Now, I've talked about this already a few times in the show. You know, just because a quarterback gets to the Super Bowl doesn't guarantee them anything you know yeah. pittsburghers know about dan marino he made he made the super bowl his rookie season never made it back with the miami dolphins but yeah. you can even think recently uh peyton manning you know was didn't make it back after he won a super bowl until he was with until he was with the broncos several years later drew Brees 
won a Super Bowl in 2009, never got back to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers beat the Super the Steelers in Super Bowl 45, still hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. And these are great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame guys. And you're looking at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has the make to be a Hall of Famer someday, but he still has a long way to go to prove it and to continue to be consistent. And even if he is, it doesn't guarantee him that path. But there is still a sense. I mean, you were watching that game. It was the the Rams, even if they limited Jamar Chase, they had T. Higgins. You know, yeah. they were they were able to go to the other guys. The defense play, I thought, played very well throughout the playoffs and was the biggest reason they got to the Super Bowl this yeah. year. What what's your take on who the Bengals are right now and whether or not what they did this year was sustainable for a long run? I mean, there's no doubt that they're a threat. And I mean, just even look at what they did to the Steelers, those two games, like neither game was even close in that way. And we know, obviously we've talked ad nauseum, you know, about what the Steelers need to do this off season, mm -hmm. where they need to fix things. But this is a very young team as well. There were a bunch of, you know, all throughout the week during the coverage on ESPN and NFL network and stuff, there's graphics, but like the nucleus of that offense between Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, the fact that Tyler Boyd is a veteran and he's 27 in that offense, like that is just, that goes leaps and bounds to show how young they are and how much more of a ceiling that they have. But it's also one of those things. It's like, okay, you look at them, but there's still going to be these powerhouses across the AFC. The bills are still going to be incredibly competitive. Yep. Chiefs are still going to be incredibly competitive. You know, this isn't going to be, I, I think one of those things where everybody was automatically like, Oh, the Bengals are going to get there next year. It's like, yeah, they might not. I mean, again, right. you, you you look coming into the season, looking ahead of things. If it was, you know, someone told me to bet my life on pick two teams in the AFC who are going to play in the championship, I almost would say right now it's going to be the Bills and the Chiefs because those are the two powerhouses yep. at this mm -hmm. point. The, but the Bengals, I think, are a team absolutely that will dominate in the AFC, but or in the well, yeah, in the AFC, but in the AFC North particularly, especially again. The Ravens are going to be interesting. The whole division itself is going to be interesting to see kind of how things happen. And until something, someone comes and knocks them from their throne, I think the Bengals are going to at least have dominance in the division for the next couple years just because of the team that they have. And like you said, their defense played phenomenally. But this is one of those things, too. You know, there is so much parity in the NFL, and you have free agents come and go. If I'm the Bengals, also, I want to protect my number one asset in Joe Burrow and, yeah. and that's my offensive line. That's that's my top priority for the offseason. No, that, that's a top priority. But here's the thing is that they have a good amount of cap space. According to overthecap.com, they think they have, they have 57 million-ish in cap space. But when it comes to guys, they got to keep around. You know, guys that are that are going to be unrestricted free agents this year. Trey Flowers, a cornerback that they were using, they were using a lot. Uh, Michael Thomas, Jordan, Eli Apple, you know, mm -hmm. is on that. Jesse Bates, a major factor, a, a big player who they've had who had an interception in that Super Bowl, even though he hadn't been um, as as good recently. C.J. Uzoma, a tight end mm -hmm. that was huge for them this season yeah. in their chemistry. Larry Ogunjobi, who who'd been big for that defensive front. There's a lot of guys, and there's and there's several more on that list as well that they have to consider. Consider, do they pay these guys? And if they pay these guys, how much do they pay these guys? And if they do that, how much that eats into their opportunity to build the offensive line? Because now the Bengals are picking what 31. So that puts them in the position where they're saying, you know, you know, the Steelers, they're going to be trying to look for offensive linemen at 20. 
the Bengals are going to be looking with probably five or six of those guys, maybe even more off the board by the time they pick. So they're going to be in an interesting spot where this offensive line, you know, how much can they improve on it this year while also making, bringing back that defense that really got them through the playoff games. So I think that's that, but I want to push back on something with you about the Bengals and running the AFC North because they did they they won the division and 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 it was and they had a good season in doing so and they and they got hot in the playoffs at the right times but i think that there's some things to look at about how they won the division that i don't think that we should just sweep under the rug and move forward we'll do that in just a second here and continue this conversation but first i got to talk to you guys about betonline.net Bet online with football over this season. Basketball is still full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, total tolls, player performance props, and where the next fired coach is going to land their next coaching job, you can go to betonline.net because it's the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at betonline.net where the game starts back here on the lockdown Steelers podcast i'm chris carter here with jenna harner of channel 11 wpxi in pittsburgh jenna like i was saying about about the the bengals they did win the division but they didn't dominate it. They were 10 and seven and they were yeah. 10 and seven facing the easiest of the schedules, mm-hmm. you know, because they finished in last place the, the, the year before and they were 10 and seven and the last place uh, Baltimore Ravens who tied the Cleveland Browns, but lost the tiebreaker with them. They were eight, they were both eight and nine. Yeah, so they were only right there. They, they were only two games better than the worst team in the division and the Steelers who they did sweep. We're only a half game back from the Bengals. That's true. Yeah. I, I, and again, I'm not saying the Bengals don't deserve credit for, for what they did this this past season. But I am saying this is a year-to-year league. Every, Jenna, yeah. one year we're saying this team's going to do it. Next year we're saying this team's going to do it. The Bengals have to do a lot of work to make sure that they, they've never been a t- an organization or a team that's had the target on their backs. You know, this, this yeah. year, everyone was just like, oh, there goes the Bengals right there. But they haven't been, you know, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, even with their with their last year, the Chiefs over the past several years. Yeah. No one's gone in every week. You know, they haven't gone in every week where everyone's saying we got to beat these guys because they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Whereas a lot of those teams, they've been like that. And that's not easy to take. We've seen plenty of teams like the Jaguars when everyone thought they were going to be to be running things for a while. Um, you know, the teams that have come and gone, heck, the Browns, everyone thought the Browns was going to be the stuff this year. And yeah. they, went, they, they went eight and nine. I, I do think that there is it's it's not I don't think that the bank the Bengals are some solidified powerhouse that's going to run the AFC North for the next few years. No, I think more of it's just like you look at at least in my mind. I think it just coming into next season. I think you know you ask, hey, first up, who do you think is going to win this division? I think at least on paper, it's between the Bengals and the Ravens just because of the strengths that they have. Mm. But again, we're saying this on February seventeenth. The draft hasn't happened. Free agency. Any- yeah, free agency hasn't happened. Any trades along those lines. Nothing in that sense has happened. So, you know, all of a sudden the Steelers could make some moves and all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about an entirely different team. Like there are so many moving parts, of course, that have to kind of fall into place. I just think that 
at least with where the if, if the Bengals return a very similar team, you might lose a piece or two just because, again, that's the nature of the league. That's kind of how things happen. But I think if they come back with a large majority of the guys that they have, they have a really solid foundation to continue to build on, which, of course, they've just made it to the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't they? But I, I just the way that I look at it is kind of like, for those young guys, for guys like Joe Burrow, for guys like Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, to have that experience of what this playoffs was like getting the Super Bowl, playing in the Super Bowl, I think that's going to bode them really well in terms of, hey, we learned from that. Not only it's going to be like kind of a use that fuel to fire them up type thing, but it's going to be something where it's like they take a lot of those things into the games that they play next year when they're playing tight games against the Ravens, against the Steelers, against the Chiefs, the Bills, those types of things. No, I agree that that's certainly something that that that's that, that's gonna that's gonna be there and teams grow from and, and this yeah. is something that I say for every team in every sport, you know, whether it's college basketball like I cover for pit poops, whether it's college football, whether it's NFL, NHL, when that when a team comes together and they have a core that sticks together and they experience a loss in the playoffs. Yeah. Those are scars that, that go with them and they give, they fire them up to say, we're, we don't want that to ever happen again. We don't want that taste in our mouths. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you, you look at, you look at players, you know, uh, I think it was Stefan Diggs who, you know, was in, was in Kansas city. He was, he stood there in the confetti for Kansas city and said, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to taste this again. And unfortunately they did taste it again. Um, yeah. you know, it was that it was just unfortunate for them. But you know, you look at you look at motivation like that, that that does happen, but also to the point that you're saying when teams often win a whole bunch of really close games, that starts to average back out because in the NFL, a lot yeah. of games are close. We've seen yeah. that happen over the years. And you look at you look at this season, you, you look you look at their wins of, of their 10 regular season wins. Um, let's see, they had one. Two, three, four, five, five of their five of their wins, including three down the final stretch, where you know came came down to. Oh no, it was, I'm sorry, I'm looking at their playoff schedule. Th- all three of their playoff wins came down to a single possession. Yeah, um, that's correct. And and these were games that it wasn't like the other team came back at the last second and you know right. and, and the Bengals just, you know dominated the entire game. The Titans, any team could have won that. The Bengals, any team could have won that. I do think they 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 outplayed the Raiders for the most part, but the Raiders were another team that kept it close. And yeah. eventually, I, their luck just ran out with the Rams and, and how and how that game played out. Um, but you know, but you look at that and, and how they beat the Broncos this past year, beat, beating them by five. You know how how they were able to hold on against the Vikings in overtime to start the season. You know they lose any of those games. You know they lose just one of those games. The Steelers all of a sudden win the division, and then the Bengals are the team that they're, they're looking at maybe having to uh, to play the Chiefs in the in the opening round of the playoffs. But again, my point is, is about the Bengals and their place. Right now, they are certainly the reigning AFC North champions, and I would give them even the favorite slot right now, even without seeing who they draft, seeing who they bring back, and seeing who they go get in free agency. Because Joe Burrow played phenomenally, I think Jamar Chase has a potential to be the best receiver in football. Um, yes. and, and you know they, they have a lot of potential there, but I I also think that now teams are going to be gunning for them. Teams are going to teams mm-hmm. are now going to say, okay, Joe Burrow does this well and doesn't do this well yep 
Exactly. They're going to be able to exploit the weaknesses that mm-hmm. he's, you know, because again, too, with young quarterbacks, and obviously we didn't get an entire full season from him, his rookie season. So now it's like, what are his tendencies? What does he like to do? Where does he falter? I mean, mm-hmm. you can ask anybody about, hey, where did Ben Roethlisberger, what was his weakness? What was Tom Brady's weakness? You know, those little quick things that for us as fans and for us as analysts and things like that, we can say, oh yeah, this, this, and this. But for these teams that deep dive into it, and it's like, oh no, this when he does this, that when he does that. And I mean, also you're going to see a lot more teams too be like, all right, I'm taking away your number one guy. You are not going to be able to make it as easy as you can to Jamar Chase. Granted, okay, you do that. They still have T Higgins. They still have Tyler Mm -hmm. Boyd. They Mm -hmm. still have Joe Mixon when he's healthy and when we know what he's capable of. Um, But teams are going to hone in a little bit more on how do we limit Joe Burrow and what he does. And I think that he has a great ceiling. I think he has a lot of really good potential. He's shown how much of a competitor he is. He's no, he knows how to win at the highest level and every step he's played at, obviously not being able to win at the Super Bowl. but you know, you kind of see that toughness, that competitive spirit from him that I think is going to bode this team really well. And they've already talked about how much of a leader he is too. I think that's such mm-hmm. an important thing for this group. I mean, to be such a young guy and to kind of have that command of that locker room with where he is right now, I think that's going to bode that offense well too. But again, it's such a week to week, year to year league that for all we know, an injury or two could happen in this team. We could be talking about something entirely different next year. Absolutely. We could be talking about something different next year. The Steelers need to be talking about something different next year because everyone kind of understood salary cap was, was shrunk down because of COVID. Ben yeah. was on his last year. A lot of, a lot of circumstances, you know, got in the way of kind of fully reinvesting in a rebuild, even though they started their rebuild, you know, this, this past year without, with them trying to get some new offensive linemen, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, the all, all those things. But I want to talk about what they can do immediately this off season. That mm-hmm. might be the best things they can do to match up with the Bengals and maybe some things that they already even have that they just need guys to, to get healthy and get so that they can get back into the flow. So we're going to talk about that in our next segment here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the time of the year where everyone's starting to give up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Stick to your resolution and eat right by by eating Built Bars. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you're actually going to enjoy eating Built Bars. Have you tried the new Puffs flavors? If you haven't, you're missing out because Built Bars have the best tasting bars right now with their Puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar; they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You can get some of their incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of them are so good, and any of them can be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they are low in calorie but high in protein. They pack 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein, while the average candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There's so many flavors that you that you want to choose from, from coconut almond to peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, all those available when you go to built.com that, are, that is adding new flavors every single month. So go to built.com. When you do so, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off your next order of Built Bars at built.com. Thank you. 
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, the Steelers, you know, again, you don't know what the entire Bengals is gonna, roster is going to look like, but you do know that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are there. Mm-hmm. You also know that they have problems in the offensive line. Even though that didn't translate too well in either of their games, the Steelers, when they played the Bengals, they got slaughtered in the, uh, what was it, the week, what week was that? That was, uh, pa, 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 was week, week 12. 15, yeah. It was, it, was, it was the it was it was week twelve. They got slaughtered forty-one to ten by the Bengals. They weren't even close. But the first time around, they lost by fourteen. It was and and they were hanging in there. They just couldn't get any offense going. And yeah. you saw that the defense try to take away Tyler Boyd, and it was Jamar Chase who was lighting up because that was the third game of the year. Um, yeah. But if I'm the Steelers, one, I know my defensive front can do some damage, but. I think the biggest problem they ran into with the Bengals in, in this situation, one, they needed to they needed they needed a better run defense, and that needs to be shored up with a, a linebacker next to Devin Bush who can help there, and making sure that if Stephon that Stephon Tuitt's either back or if he's not, there's someone else that's a bad man in the middle of that defensive line helping Cam Hayward and maybe Tyson Alulu work at it. But even yeah. before that, you know, with dealing with Joe, Joe Mixon, Jenna, I, I truly think you might see the Steelers commit hard to getting a top flight cornerback to add to this group on top of maybe getting back a Keller Witherspoon, but like a guy who could go, you line up with Jamar chase and your job is to either take him out of the game or make him, make him have a rough hard time making plays against us. So that that allows the Steelers to say, Hey, we got coverage and pressure on this, on this Bengals offense. No, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I don't think you're going to get kind of the Jalen Ramsey caliber guy that the Rams basically stuck on Jamar Chase and said, hey, have fun one on one battles. But you need that. You absolutely need that. Because, again, we don't entirely know Joe Hayden's future. Um, Ideally, you would like to bring Akella Witherspoon back, just what he brings to the room and what we Mm -hmm. know he's capable of. But that that to me that is one of the biggest areas of need that this team needs is that true number one guy where you're like hey you can we can isolate you on matchups with their top number one receiver and say hey go make plays whatever you do knock you know knock the ball away it's of course classic but just you know do not let this guy catch the ball do not let him change the game in the splash plays we know he's capable of making and we know Jamar Chase we saw that again week three when all of a sudden everyone's like oh who is this guy it's like okay we knew who he was but um you know you need that you absolutely need that and then it is going to be intriguing you know does Stefan Tuit come back Tyson Alulu already said he wanted to so mm-hmm. you have at least ideally you'd like to think definitely Cam Hayward hopefully you do have um Tyson back but then it's like okay do you is Tuit going to come back because if he is then you have that defensive front and then you have things a little bit more short up where you're able to limit the run. And then if you have that guy in the backfield, you can count on to say, hey, take away what this guy is doing. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, then obviously you have more chances to be in the game. Then your offense, ideally, you would also like to think that your offense is capable of putting up points. Then you make it a more competitive game. And then you say, hey, we can hang with these guys. We can compete with them. They're coming off a season where they made it to the Super Bowl, but we can still compete. We can still find ourselves in this game. You could, you certainly could, and that's where you want to, you want to find yourself in those games. But again, you want to try to take away the things that they that they do well, right? Yeah, and take away their strengths. You take away their strengths, and and you know, you talked about you know maybe they, maybe there's not a Jalen Ramsey out there, but there is a J.C. Jackson who's hitting who's hitting uh, who's hitting free agency. There is that's Stephon crazy. Gilmore who's hitting yep. free agency. 
There's Carlton Davis who's hitting free agency. Those are the three guys that PFF has the top of their, their rankings as far as free agent corners. Those are the guys like Casey Hayward Jr. Uh, Steven Nelson, crazy enough, is back in the free agent market. I don't think the Steelers would be considering him, obviously. But you get one of those guys at the top of the list. And again, the Steelers, people think, well, the Steelers don't ever sign big free agents. That's because they never had big free agent money. But this year they do. And, and you get yourself a J.C. Jackson, by the way, 26 years old. So you get a guy for a four-year serious serious money contract, you're getting him into his, into his early 30s, and he's going to be able to play for you. And if he maintains the level of play that he's had for that, that's built his career, you're looking at a you're looking at a, a you know a top flight corner who could be neck you know opposite opposite of a color Witherspoon, and that allows Cameron Sutton to go back into the slot. And then all of a sudden, again, if you bring back Terrell Edmonds. You got that secondary that you're kind of, that you wanted to have all along, where it's like you have a really good number two that you're confident in Witherspoon, a great number one in Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Cameron Sutton, who's used to playing in the slot and can communicate. And if one of those guys get hurt, he can bump out there and help out while yeah. allowing Minka Fitzpatrick to be that roaming free safety. If you want, want to hear more about that importance, we talked about that a lot in yesterday's episode with Josh Taylor. But that's where I truly see the Steelers saying, like, all right. Bengals, y'all want that strength? Guess what? We got money to do this now. This is going to be a strength of ours too. Yeah, we're going to match you here with that. We're going to take away what you do well and make things more competitive because at the end of the day, that is what it's going to be. It's how do you compete with the Bengals, with the Bills, with the Chiefs, with these, I mean, obviously, and then we keep going back to it, but I feel like at least as of right now, I mean, the Bills and the Chiefs to me are kind of the top two teams where, I mean, I think like already the Super Bowl odds, they have the two highest odds just because of what those teams have. But you build your defense to the strength that we know this defense, not only they want to be at, but what they're capable of. And you add those pieces then we're maybe having a totally different conversation. And it's like, hey, the Steelers' offense needs a little bit of work. They have, you know, these types of things. But the defense is keeping them in games and is being able to take things away from these other teams that, you know, sets their offense up. And it's like, okay, this is the Steelers' defense of the past. This is a defense people are scared of. This is a defense people do not want to go against. It's a top, um, you know, top five in the league defense. Um, And all of a sudden you find things might be a little bit different, especially in the division. Exactly. You, you you look at things, you look at things and then you obviously, you know, you're you're a different team as they're trying to mold. But, you know, if the Steelers are in that, in that situation, they get the benefit of playing second place teams in, in, in you know, in other divisions next yeah. year. Well, you know, you know, they, they're and that's something that, you know, I think people don't realize, you know, but sometimes that can be the difference between playing the Chiefs and playing the Raiders, uh, you know, yeah. you know, and, and the Steelers have kind of been on the other side of that for the last two years because they, they've been they've been able to win the division. Um and you know that's a that's something that I think that that people underestimate. But for the Bengals, you know they're they're confident. They, they you know they did, but they're also a young team. They you know yeah. they they need to. I think I think there's some young teams. It's different for everyone. Not everyone goes through this, but some yeah. young teams when they get success, they look forward to the place that they lost at and forget how they got there, and then trip up on their way there. And again, I'm not dooming the Bengals to to fall into that, but I am no. saying I I do think the Steelers could be in a position where that you know, they, they go up against the Bengals and the Bengals are like, wait a second, how, how, how did they get back with us? We were just smoking them last year when they had Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, yep. Yep. and I, I think a lot of that starts with making sure the defense isn't just good, but it's yeah. elite because of the investments they've made into it. 
Yeah, and that's what this team has to be because I feel like we kind of keep going back to that too where it's like we don't know what this offense is going to look like. We don't know who's going to be quarterback. We don't know what weapons they're going to have. We don't know how much you're going to add to the offensive line. But you know you can add key pieces to your defense and you can plug in a couple guys that you maybe had question marks about. And all of a sudden, they're back to this elite level of I do not want to face the Steelers because – of Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and potentially a, you know, a deep backfield with, you know, high powered corners and, you know, Hey, a guy playing next to Devin Bush where he's contributing. And Oh, by the way, also Stefan to back or, you know, things along those lines where it's like, this is a feared defense again, this, unfortunately they just weren't feared last no. year. And they know that that is going to really be able to, because again, we, I mean, going back to kind of season things, but you hear Mike Tomlin talk all the time about, you know, playing that complimentary style of football. And especially again, depending on who's under center next year, having that confidence where it's like my defense can get me the ball. They can make plays. If mm -hmm. I throw an interception or something like that, they're going to give it right back to me. Having that for a quarterback too, I think just is kind of that carryover effect where it's like, okay, they're playing well. So we want to play well for them. And all of a sudden, you know, what could have been not the best offense in the world is clicking a little bit more because of what the defense is doing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it certainly feeds up. I mean, I mean, heck, the 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 offense of of Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph years yeah. ago fed yeah. off of just that in several games where the defense was just lighting it up and giving them opportunity after opportunity. Um, and, and, and again, this isn't all. This 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 just this just isn't this isn't just about. Excuse me. This isn't just about um the Steelers. You know, being a team that. Uh, you know, that, that just next year is competitive and great on defense. This is about setting up the foundation so yeah. that you have a – was they also – this is not – we're not neglecting the offensive line. We're just talking about how they'll combat the, the Bengals. But you need to rebuild the offensive line. You need to get a run yeah. game back for this team where Najee Harris is getting open holes and you can let him be the best running back that he can be. But – you do those things, offensive lines back, running games going. Uh, Pat Frymuth is still growing. Um, uh, the defense is playing at an elite level. Then all of a sudden, you had a talented quarterback to that mix, and then everyone's looking around like, oh, wait, are the Steelers back? Yes. That, I think that's what you're setting up because, again, that's how they set up Ben Roethlisberger in the mid-2000s. He mm -hmm. didn't walk into a, a terrible team, even though they were 6-10 and 10 before the year that he got there. He walked into a defense that was elite. That, that's why, That's how they went 15-1 and one in, his, in, his, in his rookie season was yeah. the defense played great. And he came in and he made some really big plays, but it wasn't solely dependent on him. And I think mm -hmm. that's who – that's what they have to set up for whoever is going to be the next heir that they hope is a franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just what you do. You kind of give them the best tools to work around and say, hey, we like what we have in these areas. How can we build around those? How can we kind of, you know, we're here. How do we take that next step to get to here? So eventually, if we get the guy quarterback, whoever it's going to be, then we can take that final hurdle. Absolutely. It's going to be a big question. Can they can they take that hurdle? We'll see. But again, Part of, part of this is also making sure you can win the games in your division. Mike Tomlin has talked about that for years being an important part because those are the games you play the most. And if you can't beat the teams in your division, you're most likely not going to be in the playoffs. And that's what they that's, that's what they want to be because they just want to get to the tournament so they can do some damage. Yeah. And that's going to take getting, getting used to playing the Bengals. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on this show every Friday. We always appreciate you when you're here. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. 
Thank you for having me as always. My favorite part about Fridays. I say that every week, but it's true. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner um, and WPXI. Just, you know, your Friday and Saturday nights uh, and throughout the week, we got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I feel like I kept saying that, but we did ahead of Super Bowl. So thanks to everybody that tuned in, <laughs> but uh, we got a lot more cool stuff uh, ahead as we kind of dive into hockey season and the NFL off season is crazy. The combines in a couple of weeks, just what is happening? It's it, it, again, this is the NFL schedule. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they, they don't stop. They don't, no. they, they, they just, they just keep moving. They, yeah. uh, they, they keep bringing it. So, uh, you'll, uh, you, you keep finding, you keep finding new things. As soon as you take a, take a breath, the combines <laughs> here, then free agencies here, then there's yep. more stories. Then there's Then there's coaching extensions and then there's the NFL draft. And then we're talking about the NFL draft forever. And then there's rookie yep. camp and then there's yep. mini camp and then you get a little break. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, training camps here. What happened? I, I thought I was going on vacation, but anyways, yep. Do That's check out. <laughs> that is how it works. Jenna, thanks so much again. Everyone, check out Jenna Harner at Jenna Harner 11 on Twitter. Do check her out and all the great work they do at WPXI because they do amazing work um, there. And thanks again, Jenna, for joining us. Thank you, for, dear listeners, for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast every single day. You know, we have our shows Monday through Friday on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button on our YouTube videos if you're enjoying it. Hit the subscribe button to get all of our YouTube videos. And if you want to help us out even further, Further, give us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a shout-out just like this person who says, Mercy and Grace, 325, gave us a five-star review, says, awesome stuff, or good stuff, awesome stuff, PS Steelers are my team, and they should trade for Trey Lance. Ooh, that's an aggressive take. I didn't see that one coming, Mercy and Grace, 325, but... We thank you for your five-star review. We got another five-star review we'll read on Monday for the show when we get back to Mock Draft Monday. So thanks again for listening to Locked on Steelers podcast. Remember, Mock Draft Monday, if you want to join in on the fun and submit your mock draft to be considered the one that I read aloud and, and break down on the show here on Monday, be sure to go on the Locked on Steelers Facebook group. Look for the post that I make on Friday that lasts throughout the weekend. I'll be picking the winner Sunday and putting that on the show for Monday to see who had the best mock draft for the show. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back in your screen on in your ears and on your screens Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. 